In this episode of The Full Nerd, GeForce 1660, no TI, and upgradable <laughs> laptops. I get confused by that. Why would the TI come out first? Shouldn't it be second? I thought the yes. TI always comes out first, doesn't it? No. No. Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's usually the, the non-TI comes out first. Wait, you didn't do it. I did. You didn't see my hand. I, I went like this. It was Brad was talking. <laughs> I was talking it, so. to him, but it was lower. Happy Pi Day, everybody! Yeah, happy Pi Day! Happy Pi Day! I actually, I actually, we did an escape room with me and my friends and family this weekend. The most challenging one. Beat it. We're still undefeated in escape rooms. We beat it with exactly three minutes and fourteen seconds left. So it was a good oh, omen. Oh, nice! Nice. <laughs> and what? Three point one four seconds. Yeah, Pi. Three minutes fourteen seconds. Yeah, oh, Pi. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know what's pretty good? Your intro and go. Yeah, welcome well, to the full nerd episode <laughs> 87. We're already off track here. I'm your host, Gordon. I'm with Brad. Uh, I'm just off. <laughs> Brad, Brad, X, Brad X Charkis. Nice to see you. Came in early. <laughs> Elena XE. Hi, everybody. And Adam X Murray, controlling the vertical and horizontal. You know, I want to take a moment to say how much work brad does around here and how awesome he is yeah, uh, brad appreciation uh right now because he he kicks butt he's he's got a lot of a lot of stuff on his plate and he he gets a lot of it done before we even get into work uh no I'm less so very nervous right now <laughs> it sounds like i'm getting set up for something it's, yeah, <laughs> no 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 this is this is brad appreciation moment i, I don't think brad gets enough uh, enough too so well thank you yeah Brad's awesome because he's, <laughs> he's been reviewing because he's been reviewing the GTX 1660. I had last yes. week. We just talked about the 1660 Ti. Now, now we're here to talk about the 1660. What the hell? Nvidia is busy. I'm busy, and this card's pretty good too. Uh, basically, for two or three years running now, AMD's Radeon RX 480 and 580 have been, you know, the sweet spot mainstream. 1080p gaming champions uh for the first time in a long time not anymore the gtx 1660 takes over wow although if i were an amd fanboy i would say like because that's why i brought in my cup today but i would say like <laughs> finally after what five years the rx 480 because that's all the 580 is is finally dethroned yeah <laughs> that's true that's another way to look at it uh <laughs> they're in shape <laughs> there <Gordon. laughs> for fun uh, so yeah, the GTX 1660s coming out today. Theoretically, supposed to be a hard launch, two hundred and twenty dollars starting price. Uh, no founders edition. Um, they say it's going to be a hard launch, but I actually had a lot of difficulty finding review units. A lot of manufacturers weren't able to send them out. Hmm. EVGA came through for us. You know, we got this card about forty hours before embargo lift, so it's been a long few days. Yeah, uh, and I saw a Nantech say the same thing they had trouble getting review units so i'm not sure how hard this launch will actually be so what, what does that mean go, though does that mean just that means supply? you can buy the card right now is theoretically what a hard launch means uh, um okay. i had trouble finding them so a uh, review unit so we'll see how that goes but theoretically you should be able to go buy one right now i know evga is selling the card that we reviewed the evga gtx 1660 xc ultra which is their high-end version hmm. uh for 250 dollars, so a 30 dollar markup uh, on their site and it's available now so you can go grab that uh today at least it has a ten dollar mill in rebate so you can get it for 240 instead of 250 bucks and this card kicks all kinds of butt uh it's 
I mean, I would probably only recommend buying it for 1080p gaming. You can, if you tweak some settings, play at 1440p. In that case, you'd, I would probably recommend spending the extra money on a 1660 Ti. Hmm. But for a 1080p 60 monitor, this thing is just smoking. Oh. Uh, and EVGA's implementation specifically, it's got a nice overclock out of the box. It's got a higher power limit, and it has uh, just an awesome cooler that stays under 60 degrees at all times. So. Oh. Nice. Uh, yeah. well, we already have a couple people in the chat saying they're waiting for Navi. <laughs> so, you know, not not impressed. I'm going to uh, get a tattoo that says that. <laughs> waiting for Navi. No, uh, what you should do is get a tattoo that says waiting for Vega and then cross that out and put Navi underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, that's neat. So, what are the specs? I've been totally out of it because um, the reviews ran this morning. It was one of those come in the last minute kind of reviews because everybody had problems getting parts. What what are the, how much memory, memory bandwidth? Is it just All right. TI with less... Clocks? So this, it's basically a TI. This is NVIDIA's pitching it as its replacement for the three gigabyte version of the GTX 1060. Which, if you remember correctly, they called it a 1060, but it was actually slower than a six gigabyte 1060. There were naming shenanigans going on, but that was the $200 card. Uh, this card fixes that card's biggest flaw right out of the gate by having six gigabytes of memory. Three gigabytes of memory, even when we reviewed the three gigabyte GTX 1060 uh, three years ago, I think it was, two and a half years ago at this point. It was already turning, you know, bumping into some problems if you cranked all the uh, graphic settings on some games. This card doesn't have that whatsoever. Six gigabytes is plenty for 1080p gaming. Um, a difference between this card and the 1660 Ti is that the more expensive card uses GDDR6, which is much, much more higher bandwidth. This one uses GDDR5, which, you know, aside from the HBM, that's what all of AMD's card uses. That's what all the GTX 10 series or the mainstream GTX 10 series used. It's fine for 1080p. Don't worry about it. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's basically a cut-down version. It has two fewer SMs than the 1660 Ti. Uh, it's a little bit higher clocked because of that. Uh, still uses a single 8-pin power connector. So if you're upgrading from an older system, it should fit into your card and to your system quite nicely. The EVGA model that we tested is a dual slot design. Like I said, nice and cool, nice and quiet. Can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, yeah, it kicks butt. It's massive. Even though they are calling it a replacement for the 3 gigabyte GTX 1060, there are way too many gigabyte in 1060 and whatnot models going on. It's hard to keep them straight. Uh, we only tested against the pricier 6 gigabyte 1060 and it still smoked it in pretty much everything you nice. know 15 20 percent uh and the six gigabyte gtx 1060 came out at 260 bucks you know a few years ago so you know moving forward in performance and price which is something you couldn't necessarily save for the upper end rtx card so it's real nice to be able to say here in the lower end wow i mean that sounds like a, a great deal then i mean 250 smokes a 1066 gig and is available yeah, and you're yep. getting much better cooling. You're getting out of the box overclock, right? Because you said that this is supposed to be at the street price of two twenty for reference specs. Yes, yeah. this one that I have is two hundred and fifty bucks. Right. So, because this one has their fancy XC Ultra cooler. And right, right. So what I'm saying is, sorry, um, what I'm saying is just that paying the quote unquote extra premium, right, the thirty dollars to get this better cooling, this better model, you're still under ten dollars of the original ten sixty. 
That's very true. Price, yep. Right. Yep. I got gotcha. you. To get yep, any more that's... for your money at the same price. Yep. And interestingly, uh, this card, you know, beats the Radeon RX 580 pretty solidly. It also beats the Radeon RX 590 that just re- that just released in November. Um, a couple games it loses in that favor AMD architecture, not by much, uh, but in general it beats out the RX 590, and the RX 590 still starts around 260 bucks. So there is no that comes with three free games, but you should not buy the RX 590. Buy this instead. <laughs> right, but you you've been saying that you've been recommending the 580 over the 590 for some time, but the, even the 580 at the lower price because I think you were two well. See, that's where it depends, because this card starts at 220 and looking around other reviews on the web, because I didn't have an MSRP model, it seems to be very competitive, even with those reference cards. Uh, uh, so it starts at 220 This particular card is 250 If you look around for sales, you can regularly find the 8 gigabyte RX 580 for 200 bucks, and sometimes as low as, like, 180 bucks. Yeah. And, with free uh, games. And- AMD has that bundle going where you get your choice of two out of three free games of Resident Evil 2, Division 2, and Devil May Cry 5. So if you're looking at those games, if you can get, you know, the 8 gigabyte RX 580 for 180 bucks, so 40 bucks cheaper than this, I mean, that still does 1080p60 pretty well, and you might, the economics of that might make it so you get it in that case. But if you're ignoring the games, if you're just looking at pure performance this thing stomps the RX 580 and double stomps the GTX 1060, which hasn't held up as well over time as the RX 580. Well, yeah, we had a uh, Will asking earlier, like, do you think this is worth it for somebody on a 1060 to upgrade to, or is it like, eh? Uh, the 1060, this card, I think, is great for a 1080p 60 monitor. It goes over 60, but that's good. That's, you know, your built-in future headroom. Uh the 1060 is still a really good 1080p card. I mean, it can still might take some graphical tweaks, but you'll still be playing at higher ultra on everything at 60 frames per second. So if you have a 1060, I wouldn't upgrade. Just not worth it. You're never unless you can no. sell your 1060 for the original price you got it for. Then, I mean, you would if never... you if you're looking to upgrade that card, like if you have a higher refresh rate monitor or something, um, the 1660 Ti might be worth it because. The 1660 that we're talking about now is about 10 to 18% faster than the 1060, depending on the game that you're talking about. Some games it's more, some games it's less. And the 1660 Ti is another 15 to 20% faster than this. So if you're looking to feed like a high refresh rate monitor that you picked up recently, and you have a 1060, you might want to look into the 1660 Ti, but not this. Hmm. So yeah, it's a great card. Uh... The particular one reviewed today, EVGA's XC Ultra, didn't quite get the Editor's Choice Award that the 1660 Ti, TI XC Ultra. So we've reviewed both the TI and non-TI version of this card. The TI version got an Editor's Choice from us. This one didn't quite because while I feel that the $30 price premium is uh, very reasonable for what you're getting, uh, great cooler, great temperatures, great noise, out-of-the-box overclock, uh, this is a very price seg- sensitive p- segment of the market. So that thirty dollar upcharge over two twenty, I mean, you might want to look around and see if the MSRP models do you better. Because once you add that thirty bucks on, you're getting pretty close to the two hundred eighty dollars starting price of the sixteen sixty Ti models. So just look around if you're thinking about 
maybe getting one of these aftermarket, you know, high-end cards. Okay, so there's no reference edition version. I mean, they have, no. I mean, the, 20, the, the 1060 3 gig and 6 gig came with reference coolers. Any idea why NVIDIA decided not to do it this time? Uh, the 6 gigabyte version came in a Founders Edition. The 3 gigabyte did not. Oh, really? I thought they were uh, like the pictures of the runty version of it or something. Or is that just made up? Yeah, that's made up. That never happened. There was never a Founders Edition, at least. Uh, NVIDIA typically, you know, it's only been two generations, but what they've been doing is leaving the lower end, more mainstream uh, GPUs solely to their board partners, which I think makes a lot of sense if they want to continue to have board partners. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is where the majority of graphics cards are sold. So, yeah, there's uh, they there hasn't been any Founders Edition cards this generation outside of the RTX cards. So RTX 2060 through 2080 Ti, you can get Founders Edition. These GTX cards are all partner cards. And I know today, looking around, I saw... EVGA has a couple of them. They have this. They have a triple slot single, like short version. Uh, I saw MSI get reviewed. Uh, I forget which other ones. There wasn't many, like I said. It's a hard launch, but there were surprisingly few uh, manufacturers sending around reference units. Sorry if I'm kind of rambling. I'm kind of tired. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of hardware. I, I, I have to ask this because it always bugs me. Is there DVI on this card? I know that NVIDIA's kind of kicked DVI to the curb, but... Well, this card supports whatever the board partners want to put on it. It'll support HDMI, DVI, Virtual Link, right. etc. A lot of cards, like if you look at the ASUS Strix models, they'll skip DVI. EVGA has been adding it on in these mainstream cards. So oh. that's actually a plus for me, that uh, this has DVI. It uh, Kind of a bummer is that it only has a single display port and a single HDMI port. But when you're talking about a $220 graphics card for the mainstream, most of those people probably aren't rocking more than one or two monitors, which this card can fully handle. So, It just kind of kills me because <clears throat> I still run a DVI monitor at home. It doesn't have a, another input for it. And I imagine a lot of people, especially in you know older panels, you don't want to throw it away. It's a bummer I have an to old, go out and get an adapter. Yeah, one of the original 1440 panels, one of the big Dell ones. <laughs> and it's it's like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's DVI is still very important, but I, I guess they just decided it's not that useful anymore. You, you said the 1060 hasn't aged. Is it how is it really falling uh, off the power well, curve? Feeling kind of no. Like the 1060 creaky? has aged well. It still is doing exactly what it was doing back when it launched. Which you can look at it as a benefit or a drawback. Uh, all this talk about AMD fine wine, right? So Nvidia's card comes out. You get what you get out of it. Sometimes for specific games, they'll have big increases uh, in driver updates. But in general, what you get at launch is what you get with an NVIDIA card. Whereas AMD cards, they tend to get better over time. Hmm. Um, They call it fine wine is the slang that people call it on the Internet. Uh, It's been referenced in a couple of uh, AMD press decks. Good marketing. Uh, And you can look at that as AMD cards continue to get better. Or you can look at that as AMD drivers aren't as fully optimized right at launch. So depends on how you look at it. The RX 580 has definitely made gains since we initially reviewed it. The GTX 1060 has been in some games like in DirectX 12 performance. It's come up a lot. Nvidia's worked a lot hard on that, but in general, it's it hasn't seen as many gains as the RX 580. Is it still a solid 10 1080 ultra to very high? I mean, pretty much maxed out 60, or is it kind of like? Eh? It's it's starting to, depending on the game. Some games, the RX 580 and the 1060, 
if you crank everything up in some of the newer games, it'll dip below 60. So hmm. you won't have that issue with the 1660 that just came out. Hmm. Uh, and are, are we officially calling this 16 series cards? <laughs> we got the 20 series, uh, the 10 series, and 16 Don't make series. it more complicated, <laughs> Adam. If I had to, I guess I would. <laughs> Well, that's what was my my next question is what's the next stop? So now we've replaced essentially the 1070. We replaced the 1060 with the 1660 Ti and the 1660 and the 2060. Yeah, the 2060 uh, is more yeah. of a you know I, 1070. You know, new yeah, yeah. new thingy. But I kind of wonder like, are they going to go down? And do we need a replacement for the 1050 Ti and the 1050, or is that just not? Um, I haven't heard anything personally, but reading rumors on the internet, video cards with a Z.com. If you guys are hardcore and don't follow it, you should, because they get a lot of rumors and leaks right. Uh, they're saying that there will be a 1650, I believe, towards the end of April is what they're hearing. So, Wow. Huh. I just kind of just thinking them like, out. what rung do you sort of replace, you know? I mean, Typically, it's, got- it's the 50 series, right? 50 series is where they stop mainstream like yeah, they'll release like uh probably release they have released in the past like a 1030 but that's for like no serious gamers really gonna buy that that's for someone who needs the extra outputs or just wants to play league of legends or whatever you know the 50 series is what i consider the cutoff for mainstream gaming hmm. yeah i won't be surprised if nvidia is the same because that'll assuming you know the fifth uh, 1050 came in i think at 130 or 140 at launch and the 1050 Ti was 160. Figure it goes up 10 or 20 bucks because that's what Nvidia is doing this generation. So if there is a 1650, it would probably be 180 bucks or so, 170 bucks. Uh, you know, getting under that 200 price point is probably pretty important for Nvidia. So I wouldn't be surprised to see one. Is there is there any sort of uh, rumor indication out there of a 2050? Or do you think no. 2060 is going to be where <laughs> they stop it? <laughs> No, it's all GTX from here on down. Hmm. There's, they're not going to put that kind of those that, all that dedicated hardware for ray tracing and AI stuff. The tensor cores, that stuff's not cheap, and it makes the dies a lot bigger. And I don't, I mean, I don't know the cost of Nvidia's materials or whatever, but I highly doubt they could make it, you know, feasible under two hundred bucks. Not with this current process, right? No. That's- but the whole idea is it just enables the feature for developers to push it. That mm-hmm. uh, we we had a, a semi-relevant question on uh, on our Discord. Hop in our Discord. Uh, we're having fun in there. Uh, Method twenty three was asking uh, how many years do you think it'll take for ten eighty p monitors and video cards to kind of not be the norm anymore? <laughs> a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, they're pretty uh, for the, what you get for the price. I mean, you can't really complain. You're sitting pretty close, much closer than the TV. It's not that bad, you know. I think they'll always exist. Hopefully, I think that it's already starting to shift more. Like people who are like serious, like they invest into their hobby a bit and they spend money on graphics cards and monitors and stuff. I think 1440p is the sweet spot right now, and I think we're starting to see more of that. But 1080p is still overwhelming. Yeah, monitors are very much a durable good. Like you replace mm-hmm. that when you replace your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, like a TV. It's yeah, I, you, I, I just most of us. I, I don't know. I don't even know how old my monitor is. It's just, and I really. I mean, you're talking to someone who still has a CRT. <laughs> you, you have a CRT. Yeah. Like you use that actively. No, I had to retire it, but See, it's sitting on my floor right now. Yeah, <laughs> I have one too in the garage. I'm saving just in case. You know. 
I don't know what, but you know, just in case. All, just in case. All that. All that said. Jay from Jay's Two Cents actually actually put up a video this week. Look at this some monitors that I think made a good point. Like it's real easy. You can get a cheap monitor. You can get by just fine. But if if you invest and spend a little bit more and spend an extra fifty or hundred bucks in a real good monitor panel, like it's a big difference because that's what you stare at all day. Yeah. And the extra quality that's something that's worth it in my opinion. Well, it's just weird because it, it's ac- it's becoming increasingly hard to find a 1080p TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but monitors are still you know like very entrenched in 1080p yeah and a lot of that i think is also the inability to communicate how much better FreeSync, g-sync are over you know you know non-variable rate monitors and then low, high refresh is just so much better than normal you know standard refresh that that's the, that's the problem that virtual reality has too right like it's amazing if you look at it but you have to look at it to understand what it really means it's hard to describe it's like uh metro exodus's ray tracing benefits mm-hmm. like you can look at screenshots and be like, oh, that's a little darker. I don't get it. But when you actually see it in action, it's like, oh, now I get it. And that's the same with a really good quality, you know, monitor panel. Yeah. I also think that there's a big difference, Adam, between like leisure and work type things. And I feel like people still associate computers more with work as like a mainstream thing, not necessarily like our the, the people that we're talking to right now, right? Yeah. Um, so true. it's easier to tell somebody, like, if you're going to be looking at your TV for hours all the time, like, you want the best, 4K, bells and whistles, HDR, which not, it's not really HDR, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. But you ask somebody to pay, like, $500 for, you know, a monitor, they're not going to be as likely to say, like, sure, I'll totally spring for that. Also, like, I feel like I'm in the minority where... Like I feel way more productive on a 4K monitor because I I need all that room for all the the video editing right. stuff. You know, I want to see my actual render window at right. 1080p. But I, I think a lot of people, even if they got a 4K monitor, would probably still scale the UI up. Mm-hmm. So effectively, yeah. yeah. So you know, it kind of I could see people being like, "Eh, do I necessarily need it?" And and it requires more hardware. You know, you're just not just paying for the the monitor, but also you have to get a beefier card mm-hmm. if you want a game at that resolution. That's why 1440p is the sweet spot. If anybody asks me, what should I get right now? 1440p monitor with a graphics card that can handle it if you can afford it. Yeah. Although I, I, I bet if you actually looked, I mean, everybody, they go out to Costco, they buy their 4K TV, they're happy, whatever. I swear to God, if you added up the amount of time you, you spent watching, looking at your TV versus looking at a monitor... <laughs> no, I agree with you. Like, I just think it has to do with, you know, human emotions and the fact that we're not logical creatures. Mm-hmm. So in your mind, you're going to think, I want to spend money on fun things. You're not going to think, oh, I'm going to spend a lot more money on like businessy type things. Yeah. Not fun things. I agree. I, I wonder, and it'll be cool because, I mean, we probably watched Steam statistics for years and years and years and it used to be stuck down at that like 720p and lower forever. And now everything is 1080p, definitely. And, yeah. I, I do wonder if it's just stalled out at 1080p and whether it's, it's ever going to so go further. The thing is, too, is that people are just weird in general. So <laughs> there was a TV deal that we wrote about, I think, a couple weeks ago, and it was for a 720p TV. What? Yeah, 32-inch 720p TV. And it's <laughs> it was like, a, like, it was like 100 bucks, though. Yeah, it's sold, but it's sold like hotcakes. And I thought at this point nobody would want 720p. That would just be 
No, thank you. Right? Uh, Not true. Weird. That's a good. You know, a thirty-two inches, seven twenty p. Yeah, or a bathroom one. And nobody's paying like bathroom like, TV. Yeah, you know, wow. hundred bucks. Throw a wow. TV in the bathroom. There you go. You're good. We need With, uh, MTV Cribs needs to go to Adam's house. <laughs> I would say most people would opt for it in the kitchen first. So the fact that you went straight to the bathroom is really funny to well, me. You know, it's it's, it's a, like a, it's a leisure hotel. device. Yeah, so you know, a luxury thing. <laughs> I, I have a I have a new goal now. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever go to a luxury hotel and I, I have stayed at one and it was like they had a TV in the bathroom along with, the, you know, the white robe. I stayed at the, one whatever. real nice luxury hotel that had a waterproof TV in the shower. So I was sitting there taking oh, a shower. Dang, yeah. Wow. Like sports center. It was great. I'm All right. I, I haven't seen that. It reminds me like a V for Vendetta. One. <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to say who it is, but it's somebody at a large Just graphics company and he posted a <laughs> picture of his backyard television permanently <laughs> mounted to the outside of his house. Okay. How, does, okay. how, do, how, does, how does he keep it from getting ruined by the elements? I've, I've known people who do that too. Yeah. I, I don't know, but like, hey, sounds like a it's usually 720. When it's not in that. use, or at least the people I know, when it's not in use, they put a, a like a heavy tarp over it and kind of tie it off. Uh, well, that's a, yeah, yeah. That's, that's never going to... Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, so it may cow. be an actual. I'm sure somebody makes outdoor televisions, you know, so mm-hmm. it's probably an actual. Yeah, they exist. Uh, what I want to know, anyway. though, <laughs> here's what I know. We're, we went off on a tangent. But what I want to know is our gamers, when they go out to buy their new panels, because, you know, it's like you use your, the free 1080 monitor that worked throughout 10 years ago. It's finally <laughs> starting to fade out. Because the 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 fluorescent backlights are going out. Finally, it's not an LED backlight. So, like, do they? <laughs> do we assume that everything now is going to be either high refresh or variable refresh? Like, Wait. our gamer is going to really offer these things. I still forward. think that a lot of people don't really know that it exists or it doesn't exist to them. Like, it's just part of that remote part of the world. Which yeah. is weird because, once again, it's, it's it's very much a part of TVs, right? We're sold on, you know, like 120 hertz, you know. And those like are stupid, fake. Oh, oh, so oh it's horrible. Oh, it's I so always bad. turn that off, yeah. Uh, and it's it's marketing. Why does that work? A lot, a lot of even cheap monitors these days will bake in FreeSync, though. So I think it'll, it'll happen gradually just because people are tacking on FreeSync as an extra, basically, to sell it in a $120 monitor. Yeah, but I'm just kind of wondering if gamers are willing to. Because if I, if what, you took my monitor and smashed it with a baseball bat, I would definitely want high refresh or variable refresh for my next panel. Because I think it's also why or and <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I also think it has to do with exposure, right? Like what Brad was just saying a couple of moments ago about ray tracing in Metro, right? If you if you've never seen it, you can do without it. You don't know what you're missing. So I feel like a lot of people who are going to be gaming at 1080p, you know fix 60 monitor is fine for them they don't know any different they still get to play the games they're enjoying well and you might even get it kind of like what happened with you where you got a monitor that had free sync but it wasn't on by default you you had to actively go in and figure <laughs> no, out how to so do that weird. right you know what i mean so i wonder if there's people who are, who are buying it and don't even know it's in there you know yeah oh, i'm sure there is because it's always been a problem that some monitors don't even hit the full refresh rate out of the box and you have to go change it and people like <laughs> Who should know better? I've seen post, oh my god, I realized after five years that this 144 hertz monitor that I have has been running at 60 hertz this whole time. Like, How'd you not notice that, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more impressed that they openly admitted that. 
That yeah. takes yeah. that takes a lot of guts. Yeah. Although I've the, seen it, I've seen it at least five different times. Like it's pretty common, I think. So I wouldn't be surprised if FreeSync really? is being used less often than you would think. Well, I I, I will say that that was one of the because there was plenty of shade thrown at FreeSync at CES. That was one of the things like the. The NVIDIA folks are like, look, you get these, you get free sync monitors that come from the factory with free sync turned off. So no one's using this. You know, that was their, their point, right? Throwing more shade. But in the beginning with G Sync, same thing. You had to go in and enable it in the drivers, right? You had to go in, enable high refresh, right? <laughs> Otherwise it didn't work. So that's, it works. It's different now. Now it, now, now it does it, it by default. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. But yeah, the 1660 is a great card, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. at 1080p, you should buy that and use it on a 60 frames per second monitor. And, right. the, and like you said earlier, some people missed uh, the. It, there's no reason to get an RX 580 at this point. No, the 580, if you can find oh, it on yep. sale for like 180 bucks, it might be worth it. The 590, avoid for now. I wouldn't be surprised if amd repositions things so that the 590 is you know 200 or 220 bucks to match this and the 580 gets bounced down even lower hmm. because i don't know when navi's coming <laughs> i'll wait for navi i wonder if there's maneuvering room though for that in that price because yeah 590 which you have always sort of said well 580 sort of kills 590 mm-hmm. now with 1660 here it's like uh yeah even more points, I'm, right? I'm surprised that the 590 didn't just up and replace the 580 but it's probably good for AMD now because I'm saying you still might want to buy a 580, but you should not buy a 580. Huh. Wow. All right. Crazy. Well, do we want to move on to uh, something else uh, that we got in? Uh, oh, right. See, I wanted it on display for show and tell, but Adam said today you is not show and get, tell. You can still I mean, go get yeah, it. We, we can still. We have no, so we many things we can just talk to. about yeah. to fill time. But, uh, or people could go watch our fun uh, unboxing slash yeah. partial teardown slash early benchmark video uh, on YouTube right now. Yes, on the Alienware Area 51M lowercase space uppercase R1. R1, of course, wow. meaning... That's a real easy name to well, remember. Well, but that's the weird thing. On the website, it doesn't have the R1. It doesn't, uh, but the model yeah. number is R1. Yeah. And I think it's, you know... It, we, they've always done that. They've always done that, and I think a lot of people don't call it R1, so people sort of think it's a one-off kind of thing, but R1 generally is going to say, oh, we're gonna, we are going to do another version of this. Yeah. And, and it is for people who don't know, go, go watch our video. It's basically Alienware's return to big-ass laptops. Interestingly... Uh, when they did the air. I they, reviewed the Alienware 17, and I got to say that big ass laptops never left Alienware. <laughs> they never did. You know, it's funny. They came out. Remember, they came out with the um, uh, 15M, which mm-hmm. was you know sort of that thing everybody was pushing toward. Really thin, you know, 1060, 1070 class, you know. Four and yeah. a half to five pound laptops. But I don't right? think Alienware ever truly abandoned the chunky look. Yeah, I think people sort of made, they jumped to the conclusion that, oh, I want, it, I was really blown away because we did a video on the on the 15M and people were like, I want a big fat gaming laptop. Yeah, what? People, we, we, there's a lot of hate on that 15M. It was really surprising, right? Because it's like, <laughs> well, you guys, or whatever. You're gals, y'all love the, y'all love like MSIs and everybody else's and the Arrow 15, like, oh, it's awesome. It's a, it's a four and a half pound gaming laptop to bring with it. And then an Alienware does it. Everybody was like, whoa, this is wrong. I, Gordon, I want my Alienware Gordon, to be. You don't change the flavor of Coke. Yeah, this is you don't change the flavor right? of Coke. <laughs> you know, way back, I, this is not really a gaming laptop, but Toshiba changed their 
laptop colors. Remember, it used to be the color of like I don't know, like a refrigerator. It was just this ugly gray. Yeah, gray. right. <laughs> it was like the gray from the nineteen eighties. Compact. And they the... changed their colors. Oh, we got to get jiggy because everybody's got all these cool colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how old that reference is. <laughs> and people were like, "Oh my god, this is wrong." Uh, uh, Toshiba should be this really ugly Tekra gray. <laughs> like, and they're like, "What?" And then Alienware, same thing. But the so the Aero fifty one M, big deal. Big ass laptop. Uh, it's been done before. First one, uh, Brad has already seen though. But this, it does have a Core i nine ninety nine hundred K, so a socketed desktop part in a in a gaming laptop, which is not new. Uh, Brad reviews reviewed an Origin with a gaming uh, coffee lake in there, um, and there have been many many desktop CPUs in huge giant laptops before socketed which is a nice it's a nice change in alienware it's done in the past but what the big deal in this one is it also has hopefully a graphics module that you can change eventually instead of the the uh, graphics card being mounted on the motherboard it's actually a separate board in the laptop you can disassemble it eventually and hopefully upgrade it to a new uh, gpu you know, when whatever seven nanometer NVIDIA comes out or the next gen Radeons come out. So so I know where I can get next generation desktop cards. I just go to Newegg or Amazon or Micro Center and get it. Where would you get the next generation replaceable laptop graphics? Well, so the, it is a, from Alienware. So the whole idea, okay. and it is proprietary. That is the one thing. It is a proprietary uh, motherboard or, you know, daughter board with everything and the, and the outputs are on it. I saw a lot of comments to our video. That interestingly, people said, well, how come it's not MXM? MXM is a standard. Everybody's using it. It's like, well, you know, MXM is one of those things where there's still a lot of confusion. I talk to vendors. I always ask them, like, what's up with MXM? Because I hear people, they go like, I, you know, you should, they, they would actively say, hey, you should talk to NVIDIA and encourage them to make MXM modules because <laughs> you can't get these things, right? They, NVIDIA doesn't want to make these things anymore. And then I... You know, it's been off and on over years where people said, you know, they don't want to make these things. And then everybody's saying we're going to do these thin laptops. They want We want to go away from MXM. There's apparently an MXM RTX uh, module coming out. But I, I from what I understand from a lot of people, it's always been on life support and sort of like, eh, we're not sure. And officially, NVIDIA, whenever I ask them, though, they'll say, oh, we fully support it. Well, then why is everybody telling me you should tell NVIDIA to make these things? You know, I don't understand it. <laughs> So MXM, I think, is a little kind of iffy. Uh, what Alienware has done, which I, I think if if they can pull it off, and it's been tried and it's been failed many times before, is they're going to say, look, we're going to use the power of Dell. We're going to say, NVIDIA, AMD, make us. You need to support our standard. It's our, our proprietary standard. Um, they've designed in the thermal and the powers to hopefully support next generation parts from AMD. Hmm. And NVIDIA, so that in three years or four years, you decide you want to rip out your RTX part and put in whatever the next thing is. Uh, and that's that's where that R1 comes, you know, it's kind of reassuring because it implies that they do plan on continuing to support this. So Right. And how, how upgradable, you've, you've watched like Linus's videos, like how easy is it to get in there or do you think it's something you're going to have to send in? Well, they're, they're, apparently their plan is, they're saying we could do two ways. One, we sell the module. Two, somebody will come into your house and change it out. So we roll a service, they change it out, whatever the small fee is. Sounds so good, but I just worry. Well, it sounds good. I love the idea of things that you can replace yourself. Like having modular parts is always great. 
my concern is the scale of economy. Like, it sounds like a great idea, but if they don't, if they're not, I mean, this is already a smaller segment of the market, right? And then the amount of people who actually are going to upgrade from there down the road is probably going to be even smaller. So I wonder if they're going to have enough people interested to make it worthwhile for them to provide this as an option. Yeah, and, and that means there's got to be a markup, right? You know, they they can't sell this near cost. You know, like. well, see, that's the thing is because everybody's saying, well, this is stupid because it's proprietary. Mm-hmm. Dell wants to make a profit. That means it's going to cost more. I don't know if anybody's looked, but I checked this morning on Eurocom, who, and I've, I did a video on changing out graphics in MXM. Uh, guess what the price of a GTX 1060 MXM module is? It's twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, jeez. It's $1,250 for an MXM 1080, right? Ouch. Do you think Dell is going to charge more than that for their upgradable module? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Right? Well, I, hopefully I, not. <laughs> I'm going to expect it to be far more reasonable, in fact, because, you know, yeah, they are, they're there for profit. They want to make money. But the feature of our laptop is if you're, if you're a company that makes laptops, it's like, hey, we sell an upgrade module. It's going to be reasonably priced. Why would you want to buy their companies? There's one, they don't guarantee an upgrade, and two, it's look how much it costs if you can do it yourself. Well, right? but what what if the cost is the same of getting an amplifier with a desktop card? Yeah, you know, like because well, it still has an amplifier port on. Yeah, it. I mean that's the thing is you the best thing in, and people gave me crap for saying amplifier was great, whatever five years ago, but you have that already. So you've had amplifier ports in Alienware's for a long time. You have Thunderbolt three as an option now. Um, people still really want their gaming inside the laptop because you know what? I'm done. I fold it up. I put it in the big backpack, get on the plane, go there for a month. I get deployed. It goes in my foot locker. Uh, you know, it's as much as I love the ability to have external graphics and it should be in all laptops. It's a pain. You got to now carry a separate box. The amplifier is huge. And, you know, other even the smaller lunchbox ones, you still got to unplug this thing, pack it up, and you got two bags. It's just, it's a pain. So there are it, people, it, there are legitimate uses for in-laptop graphics upgrades. I got to say that the fact that it's Alienware doing this makes me slightly more optimistic. One, because the amplifier, the fact that they stuck with it and continued with it and still offer it is, you know, good precedence, I consider, for them to possibly support this. And two, because when it comes to gaming laptops... Like, Alienware gets a lot of hate on the internet, but they sell buttloads of gaming laptops and desktops. Like, they sell a bunch. If it was someone like Razer, who does wild stuff all the time, they sell much fewer laptops. And I would think if they offered something like this, I'd be leery because, you know, who knows if they're actually going to be supporting it a couple years. I think Alienware, you know, if any company's going to do it, it'd be Dell and Alienware. Mm. Right. I mean, that's that's the whole... People don't get that. This is This is Dell's economy of scale, so... This is, they've developed this custom graphics module for the Alienware. They could use it in other devices. Dell likes, like, you know what, we're going to reuse stuff. They borrow from within divisions. We have the power of, you know, being the number one PC OEM in the, in the U.S. Um, so we have those numbers. I, I think there's a really good chance that they will pull it off, hmm. hopefully. I mean, I hope so. I mean, you know, it's sort of just to give you an idea, like... Uh, Asus tried it 10 years ago. It was a great idea. Didn't go anywhere because they couldn't do it because graphics cards just kept getting hotter, kept using more power, and it just, you know, MXM ran out of... And unless you're sort of engineering all this extra cooling and power, it's not going to it's right. not gonna handle it. So MSI, I think, tried that. They're saying, we're going to offer a graphics upgrade. I don't know if they ever actually offered that graphics upgrade. 
easily. So this this is this is this is Alienware with the power of Dell. Hopefully, getting people one upgrade, maybe more than that, possibly. <laughs> well, uh, time will tell on that. But what about the here and now? We got one question specifically from uh, Delusia. 117 uh, asking how does the rtx uh, 2080 in this laptop perform against an rtx 2080 in the desktop oh so it's basically it's pretty damn close so 10 2080 max q in the gs75 in these sort of those max q laptops, you give up a lot and it was a little scary how much you gave up it was like 30 plus percent in ray tracing performance <laughs> which basically made it down to a little better than a 2060 um desktop card in performance in ray tracing this is basically about five percent off of what you're getting out of a desktop part stock locks too so it's it's pretty so this is serious yeah in ray tracing so and, and i got it good you can go ahead it, you know, I haven't seen a 2080. I haven't tested, you know, in the desktop. But, you know, f- frankly, from the numbers I've seen, it's it smokes everything before it, as you'd expect. It's 2080 Ti would be awesomeness, but you're not going to get that in a laptop. So this is essentially as close as you're going to get to a 2080 desktop. Now, I got to say that uh, just touching back on replaceable graphics real quick. I've always been very hesitant to buy a gaming laptop for many reasons but one of the primary reasons has been the fact that you get that and you can't upgrade it so you spend all this money to get portable gaming right now three years from now you'd be thinking about replacing a desktop graphics card but you're still stuck with that 1060 or whatever inside your laptop and eventually like it just makes the laptop worthless for anything but office use after you know five or six years right so if they're able to do this and pull it off i mean i think that's great <laughs> yeah, more power to them, right? Let's hope they can do it. There's no guarantees, but I I think, you know, we're about to go to 7 nanometer from whatever, 15, 14. So I think power will go down. Thermal's equal, maybe. So it seems like they could pull it off. Can you replace the uh, the CPU? Probably not. This would be the end of the motherboard no, for no. that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a fully socketed uh, part. Uh, line instead of teardown, you should watch it's cool. Uh, he, for a minute, he thought it was a custom socket. It isn't. It's just basically looks like a completely stock, you know, Lim 5X part. Yeah. You open it up. It's a Z370 chipset. Most of the gaming laptops are, what, HM370s? So, overclockable think, through the BIOS. I think it's more Brad's point is that we don't know when Intel's going to make their next jump. Oh. So. Yeah. yeah. Are you and you know are you going to be able to drop in ninth gen? Well, I, we are I, on ninth gen right now. Well... Technic- technically, yeah, that's true. Right? According to their naming structure, are you going to be able to? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the, whatever the rumors of the ten core are. Are you going to be able to work? I, yeah, I, it's it's possible. I don't think. <laughs> all that no. all that said, I, I think that it's really cool that you can replace pretty much everything in here, even if you can't replace the the CPU because of the nature of CPU upgrades and laptops. I like everything in this machine is replaceable theoretically, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's two M.2s. There's a three point, you know, two point five inch drive. The motherboard is accessible. I wouldn't want to change that. Clearly, that's you can do it, but that means there's been a complete failure. They're not going to sell you another motherboard yeah. for it. Yeah, it's got a big, big giant cooler. Uh, for CPUs, though, I think there is a chance you could get some variant of it. It would be nice, but well, and but I mean, luckily that nine hundred K. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, nine hundred K is. I was <laughs> starting with a pretty good part, so I, you know, because like I, I will say, in multi-threaded performance, 
2700 in the Acer, you know, basically desktop, you know, 2700 smoked everything because it's got eight cores. Well, you know, a 9900K running basically MCE off, you know, mm-hmm. basically stock Intel it will, you know, beats down that 2700 easily. So, yeah, I um, mean, I don't think Adam, I don't think we're saying that it's not a good part. I just think yeah. it's that you're already kind of maxing out what you could, what you could get right now. Oh, yeah. So where where, where yeah. would you upgrade to and what would be possible in the future, given mm-hmm. the fact that we we seem to be reaching probably the end of this, you know, motherboard or the socket support? Yeah. And, and, I, and I agree, because when I first heard like, oh, my God, you're doing a socketed processor like what? What? I don't understand, because the options are basically 8700K. 9700K and 9900. I think 8700, not a K part. Uh, 8700K and a 9900K. And I was like, that seems kind of odd. And for people who don't know, um, mobile laptops used to have an option of a socketed mobile part. It was actually a mobile socket that was socketed. That sort of ended around right around Broadwell. I think Broadwell ushered in sock, a BGA-only laptop for H parts. Uh, this gets them to a socket. But I'm like, why would you? Because it feels like it's like there's only one generation, right? Z370, this part, that's it. And so I'm like, we, we there's no there's no guarantees. But you would assume that Dell gets a pretty good view of Intel's roadmap, right? Mm-hmm. And a pretty good view of AMD's roadmap. Would they really design a laptop with a socketed part just for one CPU? That's a good point. I mean, it's entirely possible. But I mean, you kind of think. They can't say anything. They're never going to say because they, they they will get sued by these companies. But there's a pretty good chance that whatever this, whatever the Intel parts that come out this year, might, that so you get one more work gen in Z370, you That'd might get one more gen. That'd be good. You know, and if you buy the the 9700K version or the bottom end part three years from now, you buy whatever it is on eBay, swap it in. I And I've done that with old, I have a Lenovo, or I think it was actually an IBM ThinkPad. I swapped the core duo out for core two duo because it used to be socketed hmm. so you can do it there is a market for it it's extremely tiny <laughs> but maybe this will usher in you know like right now it's like well this is just crazy it's like 0.01 percent but like maybe it'll be normal that right now you can open up the ports in most of these laptops and drop in memory drop in drives maybe it'll push like hey why don't we do socketed processors and you can upgrade your processor down the road. I, I mean, that's do you think thinking. thin and lights would, would ever get to that? Um, no. I think yeah. it's more of, I think what Gordon is saying when I hear him say that is more of that you, you create this thing around the chunky laptops where that, that's kind of what you get when you go that mm-hmm. way versus mm-hmm. when you go the thin and light route, then you know it's not going to be modular and upgradable. Yeah. Yeah, and a Max-Q is like these sort of like ultra-thin laptops. No, you're going to go Thunderbolt 3 for your external graphics and, and that's it. So, uh, and we had somebody asking, what was the price configuration for the one that we got in? I, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Uh, ours is 4500 with 1080p 144 Toby G Sync 2080 Max P, as people like to call it, a uh, 9900K, 32 gigs of memory, 512 M.2 RAID 0, and a one terabyte hard drive. Wait, ours was G Sync? Oh yeah, so okay. they're they're all they're not doing 144, which is kind of interesting. The options are 1080. 1080p 144 with G-Sync, 1080p 60 G-Sync, no G-Sync, which is like, huh? I, I don't quite understand So that. three options. Well, it's four. So the 1080 60, no G-Sync, 1080 60 with G-Sync. G-Sync, which is like, huh? 
And then you've got um, 108144, no G Sync, 108144, uh, with G Sync uh, and without G Sync. So it's kind of, yeah. no. I imagine they're just the same panel, one, well, two panels, and they probably just simply. You know, set it up from the factory. Wait, a second ago you just said there's no high refresh rate, but that is high refresh. No, no. Rate, so there's it? there's no high. Sorry, uh, no high res. Oh, okay. So sorry. you would sort of think with no a 480, 4K, yeah. like a 1440p would be great. Yeah, I am a little surprised for the. I mean, 4500 is all completely like bells and whistles, right? But even still, it does seem odd that there's not like a 1440p option. Eh, I'm fine with it. I'm really like I hate when like I would appreciate. If there were more 1440p monitors in laptops, they're actually exceedingly rare in my experience. Like, you don't find that very often. It's either 1080p or 4K. Yeah. And I flat out don't want a 4K monitor in a laptop. No. Because yeah. it just nukes battery life, and yeah, that's already an sure. issue with, with gaming machines. I'd much rather have 1080p, 144 right, hertz. Sure. I was just saying the 1440 part missing mm-hmm. as an mm-hmm. option is the weird part. Yeah, 1440 seems like it It should be sort of an option. Maybe they don't have it yet. You could sort of imagine, well, hey, maybe they got a 1440 coming. Maybe there's an OLED version I'd, coming. Who knows? I OLED. Laptop, I think the panel makers largely skipped it because you just like never see it in any laptops. You know, it's because I think it's it's unfortunate, but people go like, oh, I want 4K, right? Mm-hmm. My father-in-law, oh my God, I hope he's not watching this. He bought a 4K 13-inch laptop. Uh, I said, you don't want it. <laughs> I had to do something on there, and I set it to native res. I've never seen anything so small in Windows. Oh yeah, I like it's like I needed binoculars to look down at the desktop and just sort of like... <laughs> So 4K, I I think it's just people don't you know it's like mm. oh it's 4K. This is this is the whole thing. We're coming full circle with all the TV manufacturers putting <laughs> into people's ears. 4K is better. 4K is better. I guess it makes sense because they pour an immense. Well, it's not even just TV makers. It's it's TV makers. It's Hollywood. It's it's Blu-ray folks. It's Netflix. Oh, we're streaming 4K now, right? Even though it looks like trash. And it's terrible, right? It's like, yeah, 4K over your cable connection that's upscaled from 720 in real time in a sports game looks like horrible, right? Yeah. Uh, And one thing I want to add, though, I have a laptop, T1600. I just want to bring it back to the upgradable thing. You could change the monitor in that thing. It's like the first laptop I ever bought was a Toshiba. I think it was a T1600. You pulled the switch and you could pull the monitor out of it. Yeah, but what could you replace it? I with? never made anything for it. <laughs> but you could, you could really pull. But you the monitor could off if you wanted it. to. You could if they did. Uh, also, a friend of the show Elvis is pointing out that uh, phones are also hyping 4K. You know. Oh man! Like seriously, <laughs> yeah, on a screen, right. like okay, that's not fair. I can't use the iPhone yeah. SE, but like, on a screen this size, like no. Uh, we do have a couple more questions no. about the uh, the Alienware. Uh, Will is asking uh, why do Max Q RTX GPUs run GDDR6 at lower speeds? Is it because the chip runs at lower voltage, or because the IMC is of poorer quality? Uh, I don't. Th- so I've been told by a lot of vendors over or over since max q's been around a lot of trash talking these are just bin parts a lot of people will say these are just simply worse parts that, or better parts you see the max q are the best parts that's why they're getting such power efficiency out of them and i've asked i've I straight up asked nvidia and they they say no these are there's no difference they're just max q to normal parts there's no difference um but uh it's i don't think it's because it's a worse memory controller i think it's because you're looking at um 
2070 or a 2080 in a four and a half pound or five pound laptop. I mean, like the GS75 is a 2080 in a five pound laptop with a 17 inch monitor. <laughs> You're not going to run a 250. Is it 250 watt TDP for 2080? I, you're not so going like, to get that yeah. in a five pound laptop. I mean, the, a twenty eighty probably weighs as much as a, as that laptop. <laughs> not really, but you know, it's it's just not. You can't break the laws of physics. Yeah. Uh, and then the other question is about the power supplies from uh, Antonio. Uh, do you need to use both? Let's talk a little bit about that. So they they give you a three thirty and a one eighty. You need both of those to run full power. If you run the three thirty. You can actually run gaming. It's considerably nerfed. Uh, I, my, my time spy score was basically half the performance of when you're running the 330 and the 180. On the 180, if you want to bring that, the whole idea is you could bring the 180 on the road with you when you're just, hey, I've got to work in an Excel spreadsheet or something. You just bring <laughs> on the 180. On the Area 51? Yeah, on the Area 51. Uh, you know, if you can convince your boss to buy you an Area 51M to do Excel spreadsheets, <laughs> please Go tell for us it. how. And how do we apply for jobs there? So, yeah, you, you can run 180. You can just do productivity stuff. I haven't tried graphic stuff, but it will tell you, uh, no, you're running this wrong. <laughs> it actually warns you that you're doing incorrectly when you reboot into it. reboots in the BIOS to warn you. If you're running the 330, it will run at it, basically half the performance of when you're running both bricks. Okay. And, but, and the full load on this thing is about 420 watts at the wall. So... Oh, 400. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I I missed that up wow. in the chat. That's high. Well, that's that's a 9900K <laughs> yeah. with a yeah, 2080 running <laughs> Furmark and Prime 95 monitor at full brightness. So, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That's actually I was, like... I was just thinking of uh, the wattage I see. I do full system power draw for the GPU tests. <laughs> They're not typically that high. But it doesn't have a 9900K and it doesn't have a monitor attached to. Yeah, that and you don't run. So. And you don't run Prime 95 too, right? No. So yeah, no. I'm I'm basically, you know, fully loading CPU, fully loading GPU. I really should probably also run like, oh, let's run a a a drive benchmark too, so you can <laughs> you can heat up those two M.2s. <laughs> I don't know. We'll do a memory benchmark too, so we get all thirty-two keys. <laughs> the freaking the fan ports just start whistling like a tea kettle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, to wrap it up on that, uh, you're going to be doing a full review. What uh, what can people look forward to on our YouTube channel? Uh yeah. So expect a full review. Area fifty-one M. Uh, that's how Brad he starts out. He's just blowing his tea kettle right now. So. <laughs> uh, it's it's fast. It's crazy, right? Twenty eighty with a nine hundred K. It's it's very impressive and heavy and not cheap. But forty five hundred's not that bad, surprisingly. Nice. All right. Uh, we do have a couple questions uh, in from uh, from our Discord. If you want to ask us questions through the week uh, and forgot about it, uh, you can always jump in our Discord. We have a channel called Full, Full Nerd Questions. You can put them, put them in there now, put them in there sometime in the week, and I will get to them. Also, if there's anything uh, pressing that people want to ask in uh, in the live chat, go for it. Uh, but we got one that was sitting around from uh, Big Mama on Discord. Hey, hey, um, before, you, before you get into this, I just want to say... 
We are much more reliable at answering the Discord questions yes. than ones that you email us. So if you have a question, definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. join our Discord. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe I'll, you know what? I Gordon, should log into my email. And I yeah. sent out get that the one. email question. Gordon is doing us all a solid by uh, screening them for us because that email mm. address unfortunately gets a ton of spam. Yeah. But sometimes things get uh, uh, dropped at the cracks a little bit. Or files. So join our Discord. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, join the Discord. Discord. Brad, you should join Discord too. It's fun. I should. <laughs> uh, you could tell people to quit sending me video cards. I'll get right on that. There you go. <laughs> uh, Big Mama had asked, uh, do you think the most of the market share AMD is going to get with the new Ryzen in 2019 will be lost for Intel for next two to three years, since there will be no reason to change back to Intel from, 16, from 6 to 16 core Ryzen PCs? Uh, since we're all happy with just up to quad core PCs for the last 10 years. Wait, sorry. Say sorry. That. Do you think that most of the market share AMD is going to get with the new Ryzen this year will be lost for Intel for the next two, three years? Meaning yeah. people are jumping to Ryzen, but not going back to Intel. Well, most people, they don't upgrade every year. I'm sure AMD and Intel would love that. But so I think, yeah, if you've, if you've moved over to a different socket, you're probably going to stay there for three years but you also do have to remember there's plenty of people that are rolling old systems and they have to make a choice so we'll see what what intel has right i think there's a reason that whenever you look at intel marketing and marketing from some of the other big computer people uh companies not people uh they always refer back to against five-year-old systems it's because you know recently people are holding on to their computers longer so i think people hold on to computers for four or five years solid now aside from enthusiasts I have a question for Michael LeCount. LeCount? Oh, man. Did I screw is, is this up? the email? Yeah. Nice well, job, Matt. No. With the release of Vega, <laughs> I, mean, I just want to read it because I feel bad. Wait, where is this from? This email? is it's yeah, email. email. Okay, he's, okay. he's finally checking. Oh, good. Yay. I, no, I was checking. I forwarded them and nobody... With the release of Vega 7, I couldn't help but wonder whatever happened to the high bandwidth cache. It wasn't one of the selling points of Vega, the HPC, which would allow for lower memory capacity of the video cards. The 16 gig Vega 7... Seems to throw that training out, uh, that that thinking out of the window. Sign, sign Michael account. Also, my name is Jason uh, Jensen Huang. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I don't think HBM ever got as cheap as AMD was hoping it to get. Personally, is kind of my my thoughts on that. Uh, and I've said it before. I think Radeon Seven was more not necessarily something they planned to release. It's more of a target of opportunity because Nvidia launched you know the 2080 at 800 bucks or 700 bucks or whatever it was so amd's like sweet we might as well use our cast off server cards and just put them in a new shroud and sell them to consumers they don't do any work it has 16 gigabytes it's you know hashtag things in video (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh who knows who knows what the future will bring i'm not sure once AMD does start, you know, redoing its core, gets moves past GCN, you know, gets past Navi, goes into the next gen GPU, whatever they call it. Who knows if HBM is going to be as big of the picture as they were hoping it to be clearly because HBM, I don't think I don't think GDDR6 disappeared as quickly as or as GDDR hasn't disappeared as quickly as some people thought it would. It's doing a lot better than some people. GDDR6 is great. Uh, and HBM2 is still just mega expensive. So, okay. Theoretically, the cache could help in lower con- 
gigabyte configurations, but those low gigabyte configurations still cost way too much money. Okay. Uh, only a couple more questions because we have a meeting that we need to pop to. Uh, Tyrant. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyrant was asking uh, about the Alienware. Uh, Gordon, could you test the uh, the Alienware with and without additional airflow? Oh, you mean like just uh, a bottom cooler mounted on it? Not not sure. I I don't know if it'll make a difference. It's got considerably. Uh, rubber feet. Uh, there's two fans. It sucks in air in the bottom, blows them out the back and the side, mostly out the back. Um, I don't think it'd make that much of a difference. Stick it in the fridge. Run it a could. Of you mean it could? I mean, it's not more airflow is always going to help, but I can't imagine having that and then plus your giant 17 inch laptop cooler underneath it. You just get a bowl of ice and a desktop fan. Yeah, breaking news, it will run faster when it's cooler. So if you live in Alaska in the winter, yeah, you're going to get really good performance <laughs> out of all things. Uh, and then um, this last minute one from uh, Cesar, and then we got one more and that's it. Uh, what can you say about Shadow of the Tomb Raider's ray tracing still not released up till now? That sucks. I totally expect it to launch on day one, but it's not here, so that sucks. It was That was the game that was uh, promoted heavily. Like, they had the Battlefield thing, but they spent a long time talking about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It came out, like, a week after the RTX reveal. I fully expected that game to be, like, this is our best foot forward, not Battlefield. Uh, and the fact that it's still not here, it's it's kind of befuddling to me, to be honest. So, it sucks. And I'll have to say, you can't even get it to launch half the time, so I don't know if it matters. Yeah, <laughs> That's Gordon on his laptops. So I've never had an issue running it on desktops. I couldn't run it on the, yeah. Just, yeah, no. you, you just kept, I heard him I heard him cussing, just like, ah, I can't get this to run, what the hell? Yeah, there's nothing like deleting <laughs> so, a 50 gig download and then re-downloading it to see if that fixes it. Yeah. Moral of the story, get a desktop, kids. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then last question from Luke. Um... Is it possible to post a bit in advance here on Discord the schedule of the next Full Nerd episode so they can uh, ask questions? And yes. That's a great question. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to try to be doing that. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to know, you know, typically we aim for uh, Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific time, but sometimes embargoes like this uh, will change the show times. But in the Discord, I will be talking about, hey, well, here's the next one, uh, and then uh, get your questions in there, so... So to add on to that, we'll never talk about what we have or don't have under embargo. But yep. if you kind of look at Adam's posting times and you look at other rumors for other parts, you might be able to put two and two together. Just a pro tip for you regulars. Could also be we're just um, unorganized. <laughs> that's also that's yeah, also sometimes life time. happens. We yeah, last sick. last week was that we case. Get <laughs> we get sick. Oh people. my god. Navi's coming. You know why? <laughs> Full nerds on Friday. Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell no, I just had yeah. a tummy ache. <laughs> it did not confirm Navi's coming on Friday. Had a tummy ache. Ate too much free food. There you go. Traveling right. to That would be events. funny. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, with that, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, so check back next week for your fix of PC Talk and the Full Nerd. For our audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and welcome to Spotify. Yeah. Yes, we welcome are brand new on Spotify. Saying questions and comments to the Full Nerd at PCWorld.com, including offers of uh, from Nigeria. Nigerian princes. We have money to invest there. Please send them, because you keep sending them. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. 
Adios. Elaine Yee. Bye, everyone. And uh, Adam X. Murray. Uh, tomorrow we'll be playing some Division 2 live. Come join us. Oh, See you I later. Buy that. Ooh. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>